Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 20. From multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half, how'd you get And you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning, and then 45 minutes later, she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. Well, another one this week, episode 67 of the Operator Podcast. As always, I appreciate you being here. I am Robert J. O'Neill, former Navy SEAL, and the Operator Podcast is here because we like to talk about stuff, and by we, I mean I like to talk about stuff and hopefully get feedback from you. Thanks for the questions, too. The last one we released on Wednesday, were a lot of that was a lot of fun. I love getting questions. Most people have been really good, really fun, interesting stuff. Make sure you are watching at, watching, following at the Operator Podcast on Instagram, uh, also at Mikuya, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H, on Instagram and Twitter and whatever else you can find. Truth Social is out there. I'm on that. That's not as much fun, it seems like, right now. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I don't get a lot of responses on that. I don't think anyone really does, but I'm out there on Truth, a couple other ones. Facebook, I'm still working through. That's more of a way to stay in touch with the elderly, I think. It can be fun. I can see how it ropes you in, but follow at the Operator Podcast uh, because I... Sorry, at Mikuya was um, restricted, I think monetarily. They don't want me making money off that, which is whatever. Because I said something apparently on August 6, 2022. I'm not sure what it was. That is the anniversary of Extortion 17 getting shot down in 2011 in Afghanistan where we lost a whole bunch of our guys. Um, I don't know what I said. I've been asking them, but they won't tell me. Which, you know, people get restricted all the time. But I mean, I think with the restriction came a lack of um, uh, diversity, I guess, or where they're putting out my thing. Anyway, I don't know what it is, but I don't think a lot of people are getting the content. So follow at the Operator Podcast, and maybe we'll, since petitions are such a big deal, maybe we'll get a petition to free Makuya or whatever. I'm fine with it either way, and I like to take responsibility. If they would tell me what I said, maybe I could address it, but I don't know what it is. But that is it. Uh, a little bit to talk about today. We're doing this on a Friday, uh, October 27th, a couple days before Halloween, which just reminded me I forgot to wear my damn Halloween shirt, so I guess we'll do an emergency podcast on Halloween so I can wear my stuff. Uh, I got a pretty cool shirt. I went shopping at one of the one, one of my days off. I went shopping at one of those Halloween stores, and they're pretty cool. Uh, I love some of the stuff you can get. You can get little tricks and trinkets, whatever the wife likes. She's a uh, Harry Potter fan. I was able to surprise her with a sign that says where to go for the tracks I, i'm not a big into harry potter but i do plan on reading the book so maybe i'll like them what do you think about harry potter tell me about that the movies are that they look good she loves them they rewatch them by that i mean she and her friends i haven't quite done it yet but that's that but um we're gonna uh, talk about a few things on episode um 
66. I said I was going to keep it short because of the workout you're probably doing. I did not do that. I went over an hour because stuff just happened. So we're going to kick right into, into this. There's a few things to discuss. One thing I want to bring up that's interesting is the other night, and I do have my notes. I'm going to start printing out my notes because uh, I... Um, I don't follow the notes on my computer. I think if I printed them out and had like a highlighter or whatever, uh, I could do a better job. But but the other night at the White House, there was not a correspondence dinner, but it was a dinner, uh, something honoring the PM, the Prime Minister of Australia, what they were doing there. And uh, one of the apparent, apparently one of the guests there was a dude by the name of Wang Yi from China, and he is a Chinese politician. He's the director of the Chinese Communist Party Central Committee for Foreign Affairs, which I guess over here we have stuff like that, too. A lot of bureaucrats running around with very, very impressive, important names. We like to call people the honorable. The honorable, this and that, which basically means the honorable probably works for a three-letter agency that takes money from us and puts it into waste. That's what the government here does. That's what they do. I, I, I heard... Um, I saw something on the gram the other day where some dude said, I wake up early in the morning and I, you know, about 5 a.m. and I don't see the government and I go to work out. I go to the gym and I don't see the government. I go to work. I don't see the government. Every day I don't see the government. And then on Thursday when I get paid, I see the government and the government's in there hustling me for, you know, part of my my money. And then it's my job to tell them what I made. And it's uh, my job to keep track of everything that I make up until April and then I tell them what I made as I've been paying them the whole time. And it, you'll see it being withheld out of your paycheck. Or if you're lucky enough to make a, make more money than an employer taking money out of your paycheck, you get to cut them a check. every Well, every quarter, I would recommend, because it's, it's less painful. You're still paying them. But we see, you know, they, they I sent it to the government. They make sure whether or not I gave them enough. And if I don't, then they're going to tell me. They're going to threaten me. They're going to show up. And they might even throw me in one of their government-run holding cells in jail or prison because I didn't pay them what I thought I should. That's kind of interesting, too, because that's not it's not even a business partner. Like I said, it's a hustle. It's more of extortion-type things. But, I, you know, you do see stuff the government does. If, if you drove to work, you, uh, you're on a road that the government probably, the city or the state, built for you. And obviously, they're, you know, cops, military firefighters first responders a lot of government is there a lot of taxes are there but then where else is that tax that you're paying going is it going to um ukraine yeah a lot of it is where in ukraine who knows and i talk about that all the time but we're going to see that like we will the decisions that are made now based on emotion you're going to see in many you might see in many years your kids are definitely going to see them those uh protesters that are all over the campus because i guess they don't go to class uh they're going to see it they're going to watch what happens to the economy. And it's um, today it's Friday. I don't feel like getting into that because it's too depressing. But just the waste of the government kind of sucks. But uh, it is interesting to think of the way that they – because everything that you do is taxed. Um, look at the embedded taxes on everything and the you know obviously the withholdings, but then how the money that someone pays is taxed. And if you pay someone, that's taxed. And they tax, tax, tax. And then the places with the highest taxes are the um, run by leftists, run by communist Democrats – uh, California, Illinois, New York, and people are leaving, and they go to places like Tennessee, Texas, Florida, uh, and the people leaving these states are the highest taxed. They're not knowing how to get 
this revenue, so they're going to raise taxes on people that do it. People are going to keep leaving. And if you, not that it matters right now, if you're if you're spending more money than you're making, no one in the government really cares because they don't get affected. They always get their paycheck. But that's that. More to get into on that. Tell me what you think about your taxes. Tell me what you think you're paying in taxes and where. Like the price of gas is really high thanks to inflation, thanks to depleting our strategic oil reserve, thanks to um, not allowing us to drill. That's another interesting one, too. They keep saying fossil fuels, but there's, I love conspiracy theories now because they are everywhere. So be careful what you what you even believe. A lot of stuff on the internet is bullshit, if you can believe that. And if you believe me, maybe I'm full of shit, too. But I heard somewhere that someone found oil. I got to look this up because, again, I could be full of it. But something with oil might be coming from somewhere near the earth's mantle or something not from dinosaur um bones so it's not fossil fuel it might be it might be renewable they don't want that because they want uh, electric cars and flying zebras but that's a problem for them if if, um if the if it's renewable then a lot of the argument goes out but again that doesn't matter because that might be the truth or might be something new that could uh could affect everything but our government does not want the truth, they want to keep getting paid. They want to stay in power. Uh, one of the one of the companies I've been working with, and I, uh, I have I I've worked with them quite a bit called Soul Bear, and check them out too. I'm typing this in there. Um, it is S O L B E R E. I introduced um, the people at Soul Bear to Sean Ryan, my friend Sean Ryan, who has a great podcast, obviously. Uh, and he went to talk on there, and and it's it. Soul Bear is like a sunscreen for plants, where if because I guess in the middle of the day when when the um, the sun is at its hottest, the the vegetation kind of almost like the human body, it brings everything inner so it doesn't get burnt, photosynthesis shit like that. But Soul Bear is a sunscreen, so it can photosynthesize all day long. It's not even carbon carbon capture; it just gets more uh, oxygen out, which is good. That's a cure. I've actually been to. Um, to Washington, D.C. with Soul Bear and uh, walking around with the mad scientist. Not the mad scientist. I, there are certain words that come with certain stuff. And you, if you don't say mad scientist once in a while, because they're smarter than all of us most of the time. Well, most of the time. Some of them are paid off by the government. They'll tell you the, that the uh, earth is melting or whatever. Whatever the flavor of the day is. It could be an ice age. It could be melting. It could be everything. The storms because of climate change. Anyway, this would help if you sprayed this over a certain percentage of government-owned. Well, government-owned. Forest land, it would actually put us at net zero, which they want, but they can't have that because that's a cure. Like anything, and the government doesn't want a cure. But check out soulbear.com. I will, uh, I'll, I'll get, I'll get someone in here to interview. We're working on a new studio where I can get people in person too. For some reason, the um, in-person interviews are better than just staring at me. But I think you, I think you like staring at me. Um, it's a cure. But if imagine if you cured climate change. What the hell are they going to yell about over everything? What what would Greta do? Thunberg, Thunberg, Greta Thunberg. What would she do? I mean, she could stop having someone row her boat across the Atlantic so she could yell at the UN, which I don't think should be in New York anyway. They should put the UN new building in the Gaza Strip, you know, from the river to the sea. There's the fucking UN. Because all they do is come to New York and bash anyone. They screwed already uh, bad traffic up. I I was with the guy that invented Soul Bear and brought him through to a couple offices on the Hill. We met with the, um, uh, we met with a lot of government agencies that do whatever they do. And after like five meetings, he said, is everyone in DC this stupid? And I said, well, first of all, you're smart. Second of all, yeah. 
But uh, that's a cure. Interesting to look up soulbear.com, S-O-L-B-E-R-E.com. Not an ad. I'm just telling you this is a solution. They don't like solutions. They don't like solutions to this or mental health or anything. They like to keep everything going. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the government does stuff, but they also tax the balls off of you. Anyway, this um, this um, dinner at the White House the other night was uh, Wang Yi was there. He's president chief of China's best friend. And he's meeting with uh, Tony Blinken, who is our uh, Secretary of State, and they're talking about potentially getting President uh, Xi Jinping to San Francisco next month for a uh, for um, whatever for a meeting, a climate meeting or a something meeting, which is cool if people talk because there's nothing wrong with talking to people in person is better than hearsay. But they're trying to get him to San Francisco, which I find find odd because I did mention some of the places where people are leaving san francisco is a complete dump most places okay most places run with these uh leftist policies or dumps and you can't i mean you can't tell me that's not the case uh i'm interested to see what happens in san francisco if president xi jinping goes over there because there's poop that's not from animals and people who are doing the pooping all over the streets i wonder how long it will take the state of California and the federal government to clean up the streets where the president of China would go to meet with the president of the United States. Uh, it always comes back to climate change. Like I said, the PM of Australia, is, the reason the PM is important for Australia is because of China. Because if and when we go to war over that part of the world, we're going to need Australia and Japan to help us with China when they try to take uh, Taiwan, which could happen. They're having that talk, but you, you always notice it comes back to climate change. It always comes back to climate change. You got these people that can't, do anything about inflation. They don't understand a budget. They don't understand an audit, how to run their checkbook or balance it. They don't know anything. They can't do anything. They have a cure right here for climate change in front of them. They won't take it. Yet they do know what the weather will be like in 50 years. You got to kind of question that. But what are they going to do in San Francisco? Hopefully no one gets pushed in front of a train like they do in New York. But they're doing all of this stuff. Uh, I brought up... Uh, um, Wang Yi from China, just because they had a guest list of who was there, who's who. There was a couple of Republicans there, a couple of reporters there, a couple of left-wing reporters there, giving you the um, the baited questions that they like to do, but um, which are interesting. And uh, President Biden answered a few questions. He's the guy that just, his answer lately has always been, well, we're the United States of America. Maybe you didn't know that. We can do anything. We're the United States of America. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not, I shouldn't be impersonating him, and it's probably a shitty impersonation, but he's always just telling you, it's the United States of America, don't worry. Well, you can, we're kind of in a pickle right now, um, and we're going to need to figure that out in a lot of the waste that's going on in D.C. The city that doesn't produce anything, what are we going to do uh, about that? <laughs> it always cracks me up, too. The, 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 I might have mentioned this a couple days ago. You can always tell someone that has an ulterior motive when they say, well, we've always been very clear, or they use the word resistance. Those are two red flags. I did. I definitely brought that up. But, but the people that say we've always been very clear in the United States. I mean, I, I love this country, and I still think we're capable of destroying anyone we need to with our military. But whenever they say uh, he can do two things at once, he can walk and chew bubblegum. Really, the president of the United States right now can walk and chew bubblegum. He can barely walk, if you've noticed. So that's it. And and then and speaking of that too, uh, speaking of California and the White House. The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, went to China on his own. So he's obviously running for president in Joe Biden's face, which they're going to need someone. I think personally, again, trying to stay positive with everything, trying to stay positive. Uh, I don't think Joe Biden's going to make it to the next election. So 
it, and who knows what's going to happen um, with the Republicans too. That is, um, people just yeah, whatever. It's Friday. We're going to have a good time with Friday. A short one too, because hopefully you're on the treadmill at this point. You're warmed up. We're a few minutes into this, uh, so that's good. What else? Uh, traveled quite a bit this week, trying to stay off of that. And I, I guess I have to now because I have to stay here for Halloween because I bought that shirt specifically for Halloween because I'm a fan of Halloween and the movie series Halloween. So we'll see that shirt when I get it. But that means that the weather's changing. Summer's gone. I think we're setting our clocks back maybe tomorrow night. Don't forget that. Um, spring ahead, fall back. That's an interesting debate, too. A lot of people hate um, changing their clocks. But we're setting our clocks back. It's getting colder. Uh, I mentioned the Iowa trip I took a week ago for my nephew's awesome wedding. And I actually brought a new full zip hoodie, a hoodie that started it all for a company called American Giant. So I brought a full zip hoodie and some fleece dynamite. Uh, It's time to get warm, but you want to look cool. And again, check out American Giant. Uh, you can check out their collection, ladies and gentlemen of everything. Like I mentioned, full zip chore jacket sweats. They have this thing called No BS Pants. Ladies will love those hoodies, leggings, t-shirts, everything in between. Very cool. High quality. I immediately love the weight and the strength of the zipper. It's kind of like when you put on a weighted blanket or a heated blanket. It was awesome. Even had a new car smell when I opened it up. Um, I love the attention to detail. It's going to make Christmas shopping really easy. My family's in Montana. It gets cold up there. I should probably send some stuff from American Giant early to them. But take a look at their website, uh, American-Giant.com. American-Giant.com. Made in America, don't forget that. It keeps the high quality of Made in America, and it supports the communities that create it. It's the kind of difference you can feel, and you can appreciate it for years to come. So check out that wardrobe, American Giant. Sorry, american Dash. Giant.com, American-Giant.com, and you will get 20% off your first order when you use code THEOPERATOR at checkout. So 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code THEOPERATOR. Uh, Also, what else? Uh, Because it's turning into fall, uh, I actually had some friends around my neck of the woods. Speaking of studios, I wanted to get a new studio so I could do an interview. My buddy Will Branham. Former Navy SEAL was in town. Went with some former NYPD guys, my buddy Timmy House. I'm actually going to go golfing with him today because, you know, get a cop, get a vet, and golf, and um, we'll just, ugh. <laughs> BS is fun. Golf is another thing, too. Trying to get better at that, what a blast. But uh, Will Brandon came in from uh, Hawaii. I went through – I was going to interview Branham. He, he and I went through Bud's – together buds class 208 like i said the last hard class someone asked me the other day what was what what is actually the last hard class i'm 208 man the last hard class was in 1996 yeah 996 we graduated december 96 me and will then we actually went through um seal tactical training together in virginia beach at fort ap hill army base and 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 uh san juan puerto rico for diving and uh, then Branham and I also went through sniper school together. I want to say 1998. I went through sniper school with him right before my first deployment with SEAL Team 2. So that means we graduated right around uh, May of ni- in 1998. Man, that's a long time ago. And uh, I went on to do that. He went on and he did um, 
10 deployments total and our deployments that you know they, they can be anything from six to ten months uh something like that he had seven combat deployment four in iraq three in afghanistan i think 26 years in the navy great dude he flew in from hawaii i was going to interview him couldn't make it work but we're going to get to that some great stories and i would love to tell stories was an awesome dude and uh, I don't want to ruin them because I want to interview them. I ha- we talked about a lot of stuff, obviously, everything from what's happening in the world with uh, guns to Israel to Hamas to China over coffee. No shit, just coffee, which meant we were sharp as a couple of tacks. Timmy House was there doing whatever he does, probably carrying my bags. or I didn't have any bags. I'm kidding. I love Timmy. Don't tell him I said that till after we golf. Uh, but, he, yeah, he, see, we talked about um, um, his uh, – his stuff, a Navy warrior. I'm sorry, naked warrior, recovery stuff, and, and check them out. Look, look up Bill Branham, um, naked warrior, NW November Whiskey Recovery.com. Just check his stuff out. Supplements, greens. I love his um, Buzz gummies. They help me sleep. Uh, we're gonna talk about him. I got a, I got a few stories that I do want to bring up when I get him in person. But check out Will. Awesome dude. We, uh, we solved a lot of the world's problems. Hanging out there. Drinking the stuff, um, and uh, so that's that. But check out uh, Naked War. The, the reason it's called Get Naked is they used to call frogmen uh, naked warriors. And the reason we did that is, I guess, some of the badasses in World War II, naval combat demolition units, used to swim in to get rid of obstacles, D-Day, stuff like that, the Pacific. And I guess they would swim with UDT shorts that, that we commonly refer to as Catch Me, Fuck Me's. The really tight shorts. There's some pictures out there. I'll if you want me to repost, I will. I got a great picture on the deck of the USS Kennedy, and it is on the internet. You can probably. I mean, it's definitely on my page somewhere on uh, at Makuya. A picture of Drago being reenlisted by Jocko, and those right there. If you need to go to war, those are two dudes you should bring with you. War's over, fuckers. Those are some bad, bad, bad dudes. But uh, they're wearing, no, just Drago's wearing UDTs. (laughs) Sorry, Jocko didn't. But Drago purposely got, um, he's a big dude. I think at the time, he was 235. He and I were were, uh, hitting the gym quite a bit. No big deal. And uh, he got a, like, I mean, probably what, a 38 waist or a 40 waist. And he grabbed a pair of 32s with um, just a great picture. He reenlisted. It was awesome. Great dude there, too. But that's what uh, naked warriors used to wear. They would wear that and apparently carry a knife. They said in their teeth, I doubt it, probably on the side, and then they would check obstacles and blow them up. If you're swimming with just uh, just a knife, I'm assuming you got to have some explosive somewhere. Some dude carrying your explosives in your bag for you. But get naked. It's called uh, Naked Warriors. Pretty good stuff. I mean, excellent stuff, right? They love the gummies, too. I take them, take them a lot. So that is... Um, what we were doing yesterday, we're going to go out and golf today, but I wanted to release this for you because there's a few things that we are talking about. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm recording this. It's got to get edited, so stuff may have changed. I am checking live updates right now on the manhunt after the main shooting rampage. Um, that's just a horrible thing. A dude by the name of Robert Card went out in Maine, Lewiston, Maine, which is a beautiful state. Long coastline, great people. Um, and he went into a bowling alley, I guess, where uh, he knew it was a youth league night, killed a bunch of people. Uh, and he went to a bar, shot a bunch, I guess it's 18 dead. And we're hearing um, hearing stories that just um, are heartbreaking because there were, I want to get the, um, I want to get all the details. I don't want to drop any names, but there's stories of of guys 
in the bowling alley that made sure their families were safe, and then they rushed the shooter and were killed, which, um, I mean, that just sucks. Good on the dudes for, for actively participating, man. Get out there and try to get the shooter. Uh, I'm not sure to the extent of Robert Card's history. I know he was a, um, a reservist in the Army, and he, I guess, was a firearms instructor, and it looks like he planned this out to the point where he had a car and he drove it, I guess, to a... Again, I hope these are correct. I want to research it, but it's happening right now, and I don't want to be putting up bad information. We should find out something today. But he went to a place where he had a, a boat and a jet ski, and that, to me, seems... Maybe he got in the boat, went somewhere, has a jet ski on the boat. I don't know. Maybe he... That's a pump fake. He drove there where he had another car and drove somewhere else, went west, went north. Probably not going to cross the border. Uh, there was something last night where they surrounded his house, them being the cops, and they did what we would call... A call out, which is something we would use with terrorists, where you surround it and you say, "Hey, we're here. You're not going anywhere. Come out." They had big lights. Cops have a, of a an advantage. With uh, you can bring big old um, spotlights, shine it on the house. The cops are back, not backlit, and you can say whatever. Not sure how that went, or what's going on in there, but that's what the cops are doing. And like the thing that bothered me was they were talking about local cops, state cops, and and the feds, and how. There's going to be some egos with the uh, how we do this, how it goes down. It's like, come on, you know, you really got to check the egos, man. Who's the best one here? Who's the best sniper? Who's the best negotiator? Who's that? But, you know, the egos will get in the way. We've all seen it. They're looking for this dude. They're, I think they're giving him a lot of – I don't know what kind of a, a, a firearms instructor he was. And actually, Will Branham and I were talking about this yesterday, that we got smart enough as Navy SEALs to hire experts. So we would hire the best skydivers to teach us how to skydive. The guys from Arizona, the men and women from Arizona Arsenal down in Eloy were the best skydivers in the world. So we hired them to teach us um, how to control your body, everything from canopy work. We'd go to DeLand, Florida, and hire the best canopy workers because in our high-altitude, high-opening jumps, you want to know how to manipulate your canopy, how to use which riser where, how to gain altitude, or not gain altitude necessarily, but lo not lose altitude as fast as everyone else so you can maneuver around getting that stack. Because you're up to 40 dudes in a stack. You want to know how to how to control your canopy, especially at night. You want to know how to land your canopy, manipulate the wind, what's happening on night vision, stuff like that, which is very important. You don't want to eat shit, which happens. Like We used to have Navy SEALs teach us everything. Like the dude that had been at the team long enough would teach us shooting as opposed to hiring guys that work at Mid-South and Mississippi or as opposed to hiring the best shooters in the world. We'd have team guys teach us how to jump tandems or bundles, which is scary. And a team guy, a SEAL teaching you, speaking of egos, it would if you auger in because you take a tandem passenger the wrong way, God forbid, a downwind landing or a crosswind landing, as opposed to saying, hey, here's the issue. Here's what you might have done wrong. Let's try to fix it. They would run out probably with a few pints in them and just say, huh, fucking idiot. Anyway, we would uh, we started hiring uh, the best in the world uh, at, at race cars uh, and learning from stuff like in, in Iraq. We're driving high speed ambush. We're driving from uh, asphalt to the dirt. Who can teach us how to do that? You find some uh, kick-ass drivers. We've done that. I think that was out like in uh, near, for some reason we're near Mississippi, near Tennessee, Arkansas. Some of them good old boys that know how to drive, they would teach us, and it was um, smart to do that. That all being said, uh, hire the best if you can. Don't be a, Keep your ego in check, and this dude may, might know how to do it. We hired a rock climber one time, probably 2008 or so. We hired some rock climbers to teach us how to climb, and we're up in Montana, and he was teaching us really cool stuff. 
like how to uh, how to build a snow cave, how to last overnight. Here's what to do in the mountains, survival stuff. And he's a good uh, granola eating hippie. And there are good hippies, man. <laughs> don't, don't. Uh, there's a difference between liberals, hippies, leftists, communists, Marxists, uh, Democrats. They're, they're, I mean, they're all on the left, but there are good people, believe it or not, on both sides. And I'm, I'm, I've been saying uh, Democrats a lot because they're, I mean, they're in power. And they, well, they, I mean, the one party runs D.C., but Democrats are running the show right now. Uh, but we had this one hippie that was telling us, uh, he's like, yeah, here's a technique that I learned when I was hiking in northern Iraq a couple of years ago. And I remember stopping. I'm like, oh, what do you mean you were hiking in Iraq a few years ago? It's a dangerous place to be, especially for a white dude from Colorado. And he goes, oh, no, it's cool. It was, it was back in the day when it wasn't dangerous. And I'm like, what what year was it? He's like, yeah, 2006, 2007. I'm like, so the most deadly that it was in Iraq. Like, you didn't Google beheading videos, but anyway. The point I was getting at is I don't know how well-trained this dude is. The media is running with it because the media loves a couple things. They love, to, they love to report the bad stuff, and they love to beat it in your face. And um, so they're saying this guy, um, Robert Card, the shooter, is, is highly trained. He might be. I mean, they, they do say his military training comes in. It's like, all right, I mean, he's a reservist, so he's been to the range and stuff. I, I, I don't know. Tell me, uh, how, how uh, do, do reservists get specific on CQB? Close quarters battle. I don't think so. Maybe. And and then, bear with me, guys. He's a, he's a firearms instructor, so maybe he's awesome. I mean, I, I mean, I have met reservists that are awesome shooters, so I don't know. But the whole point is we don't know how good this guy is, but it's very obvious he planned it. Where did he go? And I, I hope they find him. The stories are going to come out of who was killed and who was just being brave there, and it just sucks. And, and then, obviously, it comes to the the gun control. Stuff and obviously, again, the Democrats are all over this shit. Like, like even Stephen uh, uh, King, who is an excellent author, the probably well, I mean, one of the best ever, ever. Uh, I love his, but one of the first books I read was Eyes of the Dragon. I'm gonna reread that because he's Stephen. I mean, can you imagine growing up being Stephen King's like brother? The shit he could tell you in that bunk bed. Damn, that dude's gonna scare the hell out of you. But he came out and he said something about this doesn't happen anywhere, meaning. A mass shooting doesn't happen anywhere because he's in Maine. Stephen King's in Maine. This doesn't happen anywhere. He's advocating for guns and take them away and all this stuff. And this doesn't happen anywhere. I, I apparently, he has, I don't know if he has cable or the Internet. Well, he obviously has the Internet because he's tweeting that. But, I mean, this just, just happened in Israel. Mass shootings. And uh, they have pretty good gun control over there. And uh, no one had guns. Don't worry. The government will protect you. Well, it didn't. 1,400 people were killed. Horribly. Gun control doesn't work. I've talked about it before. And I have said maybe some changes because of crazy people. Mental illness needs to be considered. Because there's a lot of mental illness. This guy was mentally ill. The, the reservists sent him to two weeks of uh, mental illness stuff. They let him out. He still has guns. He was saying he's going to shoot up his base, shoot up somewhere. and they. Uh, I don't know. But uh, gun control is not going to work. Um, like it or not, a, uh, someone that knows how to use a gun that has a gun can stop a shooter. It's happened before. No one reports on that. But... Uh, it it uh, it happened and and it's again you got to wonder about the coincidence. Uh, the White House is taking heavies on what's happening overseas, and then this mass shooting happens, and then they can shift fire to gun control. It needs to work, and it's a bad idea. I mean, the Second Amendment is there to protect yourself. The Second Amendment is there. It was written and voted on by the the original government, if you will. Uh, for everything from protecting your family. A well-regulated militia is not to overthrow this government, but it is to protect yourself from the tyranny. We're seeing a lot of tyranny now. I'm not advocating for anything like that. But everyone, 
you need to know how to use a gun and you should have a gun. You need to do it right, obviously, but some of the stuff that the government comes up with is ridiculous. Well, you, why would you need to have a 30-round mag? Well, what if fucking 25 dudes come to your house? Look at Israel. California makes it harder to change the mag. What the hell is that all about? You making me not be able to change my mag to defend myself against an illegal gun with with uh, with uh, an AK-47 that can, you know, they have big guns and illegal guns kill just as deadly. It's better, like I'm convinced it's better to have someone know how to use it than, you know, that uh, you should get trained. You should have stuff at home. I have stuff at home. We've talked about this. There, you should have dirt, different platforms at home and a concealed carry. If you're stable. And, you know, I got yelled at by the gun nuts for, um, I, I love a shotgun for home defense. A lot of people love shotguns. You should, for home defense, it's awesome. You should also have a long gun. You should have a pistol. Close-in weapons, a place to do it. Where are you going to barricade? You need to be trained on your gun. And I'm pro-Second Amendment like you read about, especially now. But now the liberals are coming after the guns. It's not the gun's problem. It's a crazy person's problem. Drugs are illegal. Right? I, I mean... Uh, I was in Manhattan the other day filming with my friend Piers Morgan, and I, I was walking through Times Square. You know what there are? Gun-free zone signs all over Times Square, all over New York. Well, that solves it. Shit, we should have done that in Israel. Put up gun-free zones and velvet ropes like you see at the movie theater. Maybe Hamas would have um, not gone in there. But if you can defend yourself, you might be okay. There's a chance. I mean, the dudes at the bowling alley, you got to rush a shooter. That's that's ballsy, man. But you don't have a gun on you, right? It's, it's just... Uh... But they're coming after. They're coming after the guns. They're saying nobody needs. Who's telling you you don't need it? The people that might try to take you. And think, I mean, and this is dangerous too with the voting. They're not. They're not coming. At, I mean, they are coming after your guns. They are. And they'll tell you they're not. But yeah, they are. And and what the way they're going to do it is just the same way they did uh, with COVID, with the lockdown. They're going to come. They're not coming to your door. Look. I know all you guys that go to the range and train are awesome, and I'm very proud. And again, that's a grain of salt. You should be going to the range. I'm giving you a little shit. Go easy on me, okay? And don't yell at, uh, at the operator. There's nice people on that one. Yell at Makuya. But it's not going to be the SWAT team that rolls up necessarily. Now, the FBI has done that to political rivals. I'm not saying they haven't. But the way the government wants to do it is to send a very diverse group of people in suits and ties and walk to your house and ask you to see your guns. And you say no, and they will mark you as noncompliant. And then they will leave. And then they'll come back and say, we need to see your guns away. Nope. Non-compliant. Too many non-compliance. They're going to find a way, especially with the Great Reset. Okay, well, how do we freeze his assets? How do we make sure his... Uh, how do we make sure that uh, that um, cryptocurrency he only uses and that credit card and the chip in his hand, how do we make sure he doesn't get to use that? How do we make sure he can't fly anywhere? Well, everything that they're going to be doing, the banks, the airlines, all that stuff. The ma- Why do you think some of these major companies are doing this woke stuff? It's so they can stay with the big lenders. Non-compliant, non-compliant, all of a sudden you can't buy anything, which is kind of like, now go to the store, the shelves might be empty because politicians are in charge. But they're going to come after you for your guns. I would recommend getting guns, especially especially now, especially with what's happening. I mean, look at what's happening uh, a lot of places. Look at these campuses. Look at look at the um, the way that a lot of these ignorant college students who are getting propped up by their professors that the Jewish people are bad. Did you see that thing the other day where four Jewish students are locked in a library and security's gone? They don't want anything to do with a free Hamas or free Palestine or from the river to the sea. Crowd is outside banging on the windows. Let us in. And people saying, well, what were they going to do if they got in? God knows. You ever been in a mob? 
You ever seen mob mentality? Who knows? My friends in New York that I've talked to, I've been reaching out to some of them, and I'm like, do you have a gun? The, you know what the, the government in New York City and Manhattan is saying for Saturday? When, like a, a lot of the um, uh, um, very religious Jewish people I know, they don't, they don't use stuff on Saturday, Sabbath, right? And one of their things that they do to eat time on a Saturday in New York is take a walk. Walk around, look at stuff, see family. I mean, even you go see family. And even back in the lockdown, the government-run lockdown, uh, a lot of Jewish families were in places where you couldn't be. They're pounding on the doors, telling them to come out. I mean, that reminds me of somewhere in the 30s. But uh, the government's response, instead of protecting them, and they're because they're worried about physical violence with a lot of these lunatics that are free Palestine. I don't understand what what Hamas actually is, the advice that the government is giving them is, well, just don't go outside. Stay at home. Don't wear your Star of David. Don't put on your yarmulke. That's not the right thing to do. First of all, people shouldn't be acting that way. And it's not a bunch of um, Jewish people going around beating people up, is it? But, I mean, I would recommend, like, it, and, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of my Jewish friends are Democrats, and it's like a lot of your Democrat politicians that you voted for don't want you to have a gun. You might want one. And I'm not advocating go shoot people, but I would really feel a lot better being able to protect myself. I mean, that's just good for your mental health to be able. Imagine walking with your kid and all of a sudden you got a mob of people telling you because of your religion that you're trying to take over the world. But that's their response. That's the government's response. That's why, I mean, there, there does, again, unplug it, reset Washington, term limits, get rid of the uh, non-government agencies and the bureaucracy that your taxes are going to. But uh, trying to stay positive, I don't have all the answers. But um, that's where we're at. But, I mean, why, why is this happening? I have said this until I'm uh, blue in the face. I'm normally red in the face, but until I'm blue in the face. This is happening because of an infiltration of communists. And it's real and it's here. It's been here for a while. Uh, and I'm not, I mean, I like reading conspiracy theories, but I've also been enough places to know that normally this, the easiest solution is what happened. The easiest way from point A to B is what happened. There's there's not a lot of, like, the earth is round. I'm sorry. It's round. Um, people are saying the earth is, the flat earthers, I follow them, and I'm not going to block them because I enjoy reading them, but it's like, hey, man, that's kick-ass that uh, your phone that looks at satellites that are rotating the earth um, in space are letting you connect with, with why we're flat. And there are fun arguments why they don't fly from, uh, like, the southern tip of, of um South America to Australia over Antarctica, obviously because it's that big ice wall like in, uh, uh, what the hell was that dragon movie? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, interesting too, but um, uh, uh, most of the stuff is simple. But uh, the, the communists, they said they want to take over our universities, our school. The easiest way to make a society crumble is take care, take over the kids. Uh, you know, the last thing we have left here are our children. And they're, they're attacking them with every, I mean, and I'm not making this up. Take a look at what they're doing with kids. They're trying to indoctrinate the kids and it's working. Look at this generation now that's in college. The generation before them, did you see that viral video of the woman talking about, well, this is just finished college. Well, this is horrible. I have to get up early so I can commute to my new job. I mean, I can't live next to my job because I can't afford that. Oh, by the way, boo-boo, you can't afford that because of the high taxes in the city with the Democrats you probably voted for. Uh, but because of the you know the, the homeless people who are addicts, we need to give them a free house. Because of the people who came here illegally across the border, we got to give them hotels, not you. And they're giving them hotels because the government is subsidizing that. The government's paying the hotel the money. They should get with your money. 
and the the uh, the hotels are taking that because they're getting full price for everything, no discounts. But yeah, you have to live there, and sorry, you have to commute, and sorry that yeah, I have to go to work all day from nine to five. That's like eight hours, and then I have to go home, and I got to eat, so I don't have time to work out. That's out of the question. I don't have a social life. I'm just complaining, obviously, recording herself because you need clicks. And I, I'm watching, I think, well, welcome to life. If if you're if you're not good at it, okay. So again, positivity. If you're not good at that, well, then invent something. You do it then. The person that you're working for that's paying you, that's giving you a check that the government takes stuff out of, they invented that thing that you're doing. Just, or I can just cry. I can cry into the, literally cry into the phone and complain I didn't get what I want because, because of the indoctrination, because we're um, raising victims. A lot of victims, a lot of helicopter parenting. Um, you're, it started with the, oh, I'm not going to get into all this. It started with the give everyone a trophy and it doesn't matter if you win. It matters if you had fun. Bullshit, it matters. Win. Are we keeping score? Yeah, cool. Win. And if you lose, guess what? That's how you learn. That's how I learn. Um, failure is a great teacher, trust me. Um, but, you, you know, we're getting these people there that, like, right now we're in a position where the Palestinian thing, the, the, these students, college students at some of the best universities that are really taking heavies as far as donations. A lot of their, a lot of donors, multi-millions of dollars are very successful Jewish people to these universities that are putting this crap on the walls of uh, from the river to the sea. Do you know what that means, from the river to the sea? Palestine will be free. Um, the river is is the Jordan River, and uh, that's where the west bank of the Jordan River is on the east side of Israel, and then the Gaza Strip is on the, the Med. So the Mediterranean, from the river to the sea, you know what's in the middle is Israel. Palestine will be free. That means we want to kill all of the Jewish people and destroy Israel, which, you know, that's... Um, that's murdering too, and they don't. Uh, um, th they don't realize. They don't take the time to realize how would the Palestinians treat the college student? How would the Palestinians treat the LGBTQ people? How would they treat transgender people? You know what I'm getting at. They don't like you. The Palestinians don't like you. And why is it they always take the word of Hamas? The media takes the word of Hamas. How many people were killed? Hamas. The the hospital was um, bombed, and they, the Israelis bombed. No, they didn't. Hamas did that. But the media runs with it because you don't need to be right. You just need to be first. That's what the media does. All of them. Every single, even uh, even the ones that you think are conservative people. No, they're, they're running with the story that they were told. They take Hamas at their word. One of their, one of their baselines is you can lie to people, and they're going to believe you. And they take Hamas. Here, here's, here, okay. They complain that uh, Israel has shut off the water to the Palestinians. Okay, that's true, but you got to ask your questions. Why is Israel supplying the Palestinians with water? Why isn't Hamas? They elected Hamas, that's their government. Well, Israel's supplying them. And they might rely on Egypt, but not Hamas, not their government, because their government's too busy building um, tunnels so they can attack Israel. They're using all the aid the UN sends them, that we send them, that Israel sends them to build tunnels. They know about it. And there are guys in there right now. I'm not going to get into that today. But they're looking at the tunnels. They're getting uh, intel. They're going to take them down. It's, it's common. But why didn't... Um, and they talk about... Uh, war is hell. War sucks. I don't like to see anyone get hurt. But if they elected Hamas as their government, why didn't Hamas use some of the humanitarian aid to get them water and supplies? And when's the last time you heard about a Palestinian bomb shelter? Well, they don't make those for the Palestinian people because... They're too busy building tunnels for war. They're too busy 
pumping out indoctrination to hate Jewish people. Here's a sad fact. Israel is not occupying the Gaza Strip. Hamas is. They're the occupiers. In 1948, the UN voted to give the Jewish people a homeland. Their boundaries were formed so all from Europe and Russia, all the Jewish people and Russia, because they persecuted the Jews too, could have a home. And Palestine, that they call Palestine, is the Holy Land where the Jews came from. And then President Truman recognized it. That's how there's Israel. It was voted on. The UN voted on it. And regardless of how old each religion is, that is the Holy Land. The Abraham Accords were signed, and it was getting bigger between, um, between the Trump administration and different Arab places, to, all the way over left uh, west to Morocco, and peace was coming with this part of the world. The Abraham Accords, because of Abraham, not because of Lincoln, because of Abraham, both religions, religious being Islam and Judaism and Catholicism, Christianity recognizes Abraham, like the father of everything. But um, that was happening. They couldn't have it. For some reason, again, powers that be love Iran. Iran hates that stuff. And um, we get a, you know, we got a weak administration here. Iran's got five nuclear weapons. Did you know that? So it's getting, it's getting pretty heavy out there. There's, a, there's some bad stuff going on. We're, we got uh, a couple carrier strike groups, a couple cruisers, a couple destroyers. We got amphibious ships, Marines, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's happening. But they always take Hamas at their word. Like I said before, if if, uh, if if the if Hamas stops shooting, there's going to be peace. But a lot of people don't want that. So uh, I'm going to close with this too. We need to we need to discuss this. I talk about the humanity of things quite a bit. The humanity as f- everything from the people that I've seen that I've killed in their houses with their families. The people I've killed people with explosive breaches, gunshots, things like that. Seen some horrible stuff. Seen humanity. Most people are trying to get on with their lives. So I like to bring up the humanity. If, if, if we, instead of um, a lot of the, the Marxist thinking, and a lot of the Marxist thinking is coming from this too. The Marxists realize, the global Marxists realize with Hamas, with the conflict in Israel, they can keep chaos going. And they're behind a lot of this too. That's why you see a lot of the, the people, the, the, the elites, if you will, are trying to get the students riled up on their team for the chaos, which inevitably gets rid of Israel and the United States, the two countries that are standing between us in a one world order. That, that's where it's coming from. And uh, that, that's, what, that's what a lot of these Marxist thinkers are doing. But I try to humanize everything. Most people are trying to get on with their lives and most people are good. They really are. Um, you got your bad apples. The loudest boos come from the cheapest seats. But 70% of Americans support Israel. And a lot of these big donors support Israel. And you're going to see the effects later um, when they stop donating to these universities. There's a few universities that I've, I've stopped considering for some of my kids because you're not going there. I'm not going to pay for that crap. I'll, shit, I'll teach it myself. Hopefully, I know enough. But uh, 70% of America supports Israel, but you don't hear about that because the media always reports the negative, like I said. And the media hates Israel. Um, but there are good people everywhere. I mean, there are good people in Gaza, and there's good people in the West Bank. There's great people in Israel. Great people everywhere, I shouldn't say. Good, great, good, great. But certainly, they shouldn't be worried about getting attacked. You know, here's proof the media and guys like Stephen King. Um, did you notice how they said, well, that invasion in early October where they killed 1,400 Israelis just because of the occupation? They had it coming. Yet here in the United States, when a... Madman with a gun goes into a bowling alley and murders 
I think it's 18 people right now could go up. No one once said, well, what did they do to deserve that? Well, it's not their agenda. Israel did something to deserve that, not these guys, because that goes against their narrative. Well, guns are bad. There's humanity everywhere. And what the way I like to think about it is... Um, I mentioned flying. I mentioned traveling. I mentioned that people generally don't like each other in transit. Okay? We don't like each other when we're driving. When we're driving, we hate pedestrians. When we're walking as pedestrians, we hate the cars and the bikes. When we're on the bikes, we hate everybody. When we're on bikes in a Peloton, we're all a bunch of assholes. Everyone hates us. <laughs> um, when you're on the train, in transit, walking, or when you're flying. But people are good. And it's important to take that breath. I, I always say, if you want to be fast, slow down. Take a deep breath. Slow down. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Try this today or tonight or tomorrow on the weekend when you're out. Realize this is deep. And maybe if some of these people that... Because I'm convinced with mass shootings, it's, it's, a, it's fake because of the... We dehumanize everything. With, and people won't like this with video games, with violence on television. The, the leftists in Hollywood who hate guns, but they love making money off violence. Uh, the first person someone kills, it starts to get real, and now you're committed to it, and you got to keep killing. But if, if you could take a second and realize that every single person you see has a story. Every single person you see has a life. They have stuff that they, they, they are walking from, that job they probably hate, to when they go home, they have their family, their kids, everything they're doing, what they did in high school, what sports they did or didn't play, the chess club, when they went to college, what they majored in, how they had their heart broken, how they fell in love. Look at the pictures on the wall. Look at the stuff in their fridge, how they eat, how they're taking care of themselves. Just consider that. Every single person you see has a story. I'm jealous of my hometown, Butte, Montana. I travel all over the place. I've been to so many countries, every continent except Antarctica because of the major ice wall. We can't go there because that's where they're, uh, the aliens and the lizard people and the yetis, I guess, are creating spaceships to keep us down. But everyone's got a story. I'm jealous of my hometown, though. I'm jealous of people who get to wake up in the morning, take their kids to school, kiss their wife, go to work, 9 to 5, come home, watch TV, play with the kids, go to bed, do it again. But they have their lives. And they have their stuff. And they, But when you take that second to hurt someone, you take away everything. Their credit card bills don't matter. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird even being around, around people. I'm going to talk about the mental health stuff, too. That is the issue, not... The guns, but I, I, you know, I travel. I, I talk in front of thousands of people, and uh, it's it gets lonely. Believe it or not, too. The, the mental things there, and uh, even now with the desensitivity of social media, we weren't made to have millions of friends or millions. Of, you're supposed to have a few. You're supposed to have Butte, Montana. <laughs> you know, so uh, just look around and and enjoy enjoy the little stuff. Take that deep breath and realize that um, every person you see has a story. Uh, and if you can start a conversation just with a, like a smile or something like that, the realization everyone's their own vessel. Realize that and you're never out of the fight.